Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Matt and Brad over at the final cast. Brad, how you doing today? Good, man. How you doing? <clears throat> Oh, you know, living the dream as always. One one more day closer to going down to Dale Hollow, getting to fish in the paddle fin event. It's gonna be fun. Heck yeah, I'm, I'm excited, dude. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good time. <sighs> Sorry, sure. my, guys, my voice is a little rough again. So <laughs> yeah, I must say, week two of the uh, the raspiness. I don't know. I yep. think it it, it kind of it dignifies you a little bit, makes you a little bit more of a sound a little older, <laughs> a little bit more mature. Heck yeah. Instead of like this. <laughs> oh, Lord. You can be the Bill Dance of kayak fishing. I'm all right with that. I'd do that. That sounds fun. You just got to flip your kayak a couple more times. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. Oh, you know, let's hope it doesn't happen in deep water. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting tired of the rain, I can tell you that. But this week, we've got Aaron Singer from St. Croix. Aaron Steiger. Talk about some Steiger. Sorry, I apologize, but Aaron. <laughs> um, oh, you know, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, Brad. I think your voice uh, makes you sound more like Nickelback and Creed. Than... <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. No, I like Nickelback. And... No, just... Oh, Lord, <laughs> no, you're no, one no, of the you, only ones. I've been there and done that, man. Teaching, talking all day. Yeah. You know, it, it happens. So I'm not judging you at all on your voice. Sounds just fine to me. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Don't worry. Aaron won't judge you, and I'll just, you know, berate you later. 
so it's fun. No worries. <laughs> yeah, just like old times, it's all good. Oh yeah, nothing's changed. Um, but yeah, so we're here this week. We're talking to Aaron about some St. Croix stuff, um, some of the rods that are out, kind of getting his opinions on those. Um, so I know Brad, we're both super interested in kind of talking. We can just start off mm-hmm. right. What we were wanting to talk about is the victory rods, the victory line. Um, I've got a chance to fish with them. Awesome rods. What can you tell us about the victory series? Yeah, no. So, I mean, I've had a chance to fish them as well. And um, they're, it's like a upgraded Mojo Bass and it's something completely new. It's the best way I can describe it. It's just light. Um, and you know, Matt, if you've had it in your hand and, and I know Brad, I think you picked one up over at the Columbus show, just checking mm-hmm. it out too. But the thing you'll notice is they're just, they're just so much lighter. I mean, so I, right now I have a full set of the, the blue rods, the, the legend tournament bass rods and, and they're great rods. I mean, they do literally everything I could ask them to do. Um, but the victory rods, they have a very similar sensitivity but it just feels like they're half as light and and quite literally they almost are half as light. And so, um, you know, they've St. Croix just really accomplished that with, with a new, uh, carbon blend, uh, that they have. There you go. You Mm -hmm. got it right up there. The SC, um, six and SC three combined. Um, and so by putting that SC six on there, um, what they've created is what they call SC three plus. And so, um, literally just what that is, is they've, maintain the sensitivity of that SC3, uh, like I said, that Mojo, because Mojo lines SC3, um, but then they just made it lighter. And so quite literally, the, the way I kind of just describe it best is just a very light Mojo bass rod, and and it's priced just slightly above the Mojo series. Uh, you know, you can see there it's 180, whereas the Mojo starts like around 150 or whatnot. So, um, and, and Honestly, like if you're looking for that just a little bit of upgrade or a little bit less fatigue on the water, um, which quite honestly, like I find myself, um, if you're casting all day long, um, that's where a rod like Victory will come into come into play. Um, and and honestly, you know, I've I've fished with it. They're sensitive as as I need. Um, obviously, Saint Croix has levels and levels up. But it's kind of that sweet spot between value and and utility and quality. It, it's kind of blending all of those three things. And you know, when you look at um, you know IPC and ART and FRS and TET, those are all basically from the curve to the modulus to you know um, the strength of it to the resin on top. It you know you don't see all of those different little acronyms they have until you get to very high level rods. And the cool thing is, is they've included all of that technology within, you know, a $200 rod. And that that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but really what Victory is, is it's got the bass angler in mind, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, and if you look at their actual offerings, um, and a lot of them, they're going so fast. I actually wanted to order some uh, two weeks ago, and they were out of almost all of them. And so I, I have to wait until like June to get them. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, I but, know all about that pain. I literally just tried to put an order like a week and a half ago to replace a couple of rods, and I was deeply saddened. Yes. I, I ran to field the stream as quick as I could, and I literally watched the last medium extra fast casting rod mm. walk out as i walked in it was a it was what a kind were you gonna moment. get 
the victory, the uh, uh, I was gonna ex- or switch out one of my jerkbait rods, um, because yeah. I have a, a, a the blue series, the legend that you're yeah. talking about. Um, I've got a couple <laughs> of those, and I've had it for a jerkbait rod for a while, super sensitive, but in all honesty, because how you explained it, you know, everything that goes into this rod, when I first saw it, I kind of thought it was the the bridge between the mojo and the avid or the avid x sure yeah. and that's that's how when i first picked one up first casted it i was like well this has got to just be an avid x bridge and i kind of right. found of someone who's i have a couple avid x's for mm-hmm. my heavier applications mm-hmm. i fished with a victory heavy yeah fast action just your uh, standard heavy and what how length I look on at. it seven three the seven three. Yep. Yeah. It's a yep. seven three. Um, and I was like, well, let's see if I can, how this feels compared to my avid X seven. I think my avid X is a seven four. Yeah. It's like which, an extra inch, which I mean, comparable still. And, uh, I like exactly what you said. That's what I was going to say. It's, I have the same sensitivity that I have with an avid X, which is crazy to me mm-hmm. for a rod. That's about, you know, anywhere from 20 to $40 cheaper. Yeah. But it's so much lighter. It That's literally feels, <clears throat> yeah. And the the way the parabolic bend is set up to where it has the same bend points, it has the same, you know, the majority <clears throat> of the strength in that heavies all the way up the blank, just like the Avid X with a heavier mm-hmm. application. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this this was one of the best, and I've been using the tournaments for a long time. The Blue Series you talked about, yeah. Um, that's always been my go-to rod. And I, I'm not going to lie. I have some mega bass rods just because I'm a JDM fangirl. Oh, but yeah, but St. Croix has always been my go-to rods for, you know, sensitivity. And the victories are some of the best. I mean, I with the light applications, I can say all day long, I would have no problem fishing that next to a tournament legend. And oh, you're yeah. not going to see a huge difference. No. Uh, and, you know, the crazy thing is, is, you know, when you say that, like the lighter applications, I, so I actually still use my mojo bass as like only uh for my spinning setups it, it, mm-hmm. I, oh, okay. you know i mean i have i have legend tournament bass rods um that are spinning setups i don't know what it is i just like the feel of of those mojos still and, and i think that you know you kind of hit on it even talking about mega bass it's you know and and you know brad you're fishing douglas and and mm-hmm. the, i'm sure those are great rods too and the, the thing about it is is like it's whatever rods I guess kind of you're comfortable with and, and how it suits your fishing style. Cause you know, I've, I've fished, uh, I mean, I, I picked up a St. Croix, I think it was in 2014. I, I bought two avids, no three avids back in 2014. And, um, and I was just blown away because I'd only ever fished like Berkeley, like, 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 yeah. you know, all that <laughs> kind of stuff, which so lightning. those rods, by the way, um, yeah. but you know, when I invested a little bit of money, uh, into it, I was, I, I couldn't believe it, you know, and I had initially bought those for like saw guy fishing and, uh, over yeah. Indian Lake and everything. And it was just, but then when I started bass fishing with them is when I, when they really started to shine and I was, you know, I wasn't affiliated with anything at that point. And, uh, so I had bought some other high end, uh, brands of rods after that. And, um, I almost comparatively, you know, I compared, their sensitivity and, and their action and, and how I wanted to fish. And I just ended up really liking St. Croix. And honestly, that's kind of where I'm so glad that I've landed here. Um, and it wasn't always that way. So what I ended up doing was I, um, you know, back when I was getting way into the kayak thing, 
um, and I think a lot of us do this, is we end up getting into a product that maybe we shouldn't get into as far as like a, something we don't really, really believe in <laughs> all the yeah. time. I mean, I, I and I was the worst probably at that uh, back around 2014, but uh, I had joined up with a, a different rod company and um, I just, it wasn't that those rods were subpar or anything, but they weren't they weren't what I needed in the way I fished and I found mm -hmm. myself not ultimately happy. And so what I ended up doing is, is leaving that team because uh, that was kind of a turning point for me where I realized I need to just be using things that I want to use that make mm -hmm. me effective on the water. And, and that's what uh, basically at, at that point is what I started the, the mindset of, okay, if I'm not using it, I'm not going to represent it. So I ended up selling those rods off and just, <clears throat> bought all my St. Croix that I have now. And I mean, like I said, I brought, bought the whole lineup of the legend tournament bass, bass rods uh, for my casting setups. And then uh, a whole set of them for, of mojos for my spinning setups. And I've had those now for probably four years, I think. Um, and, you know, I used to manage that Jackson kayak team. And one of the guys on there was pretty in with St. Croix and, you know, luckily it was just a matter of an introduction because he's mm -hmm. been on the St. Croix team for 20 years. And, and it was one of those oh, things wow. where just a word of mouth. And I was just at the right place at the right time, knowing the right people. But even if I wasn't on the St. Croix team, and that's what I told the guy, I was like, I don't really need to be on the team. I Honestly, I, I'm going to fish the rods regardless. It, yeah. I don't mind paying retail for him at all. Um, and even on the team, I think I might have maybe have bought two or three rods. Uh, it's, it's not it's not like it's a big thing. Now, with this new Legend tournament series coming out that they just introduced at the Bassmaster Classic. Yeah. Gosh dang it, I'm going to have to probably <laughs> rods now because, you know, I'm looking at some of the length, <laughs> powers, and actions on these things, and I'm like, ooh, like, those are, those are in my wheelhouse. Like, I, mm -hmm. I like that is and the thing about it is is there you know as victory is kind of that sc3 plus you look at this um legend tournament bass and it's the new sc4 plus so essentially meaning it's a light version of the blue rods with some other upgrades as well from the real seat and things like that um you, you'll kind of notice like a it's almost like a wind grippy tactile uh feral on the on the real seat and um but it's uh it's those rods are sweet right and so they're a little bit higher like what like i said there's just whatever you need at saint croix from the the bass x rods like just getting into fishing you know if you want to get into bass fishing a hundred dollar price point and you're good to go versus mm -hmm. you know you want to move up to like a, a triumph series and then the premier series and then the mojo series and the victory series it's just like how high like how much do you see yourself needing and um and and i don't the thing about it is, is i don't i don't know so i don't feel like you need the top level of everything to succeed in bass fishing yeah you need what fits yeah. you so for example two of the rods i've bought from saint croix um are premier trigger rods that are five foot six long um and i they're 150 bucks i think yeah i think it's 150 bucks and the reason i use those trigger rods is because um if it, i use them I'll, I'll preface this i use them when i am intending to be flipping wood or mm -hmm. 
docks or skipping or whatever, you know, you pair them up with like a Daiwa, one of those SV 103 uh, TW reels that skip mm -hmm. real well, that kind yeah. of stuff. Right. And so um, basically what I've, what I've adopted in my fishing is it's very um, not even technique specific, but condition specific, where if I, if I'm going to be fishing a certain type of cover, um, I'll bring a certain type of rod and just over mm -hmm. time, I've built up these different rods. So, you know, for example, Alum Creek, you know, I was always fishing offshore for those Columbus kayak or Columbus or central Ohio kayak fishing league tournaments. And, and I'd always be fishing offshore in all these tournaments. So I would get the really long rods, you know, your seven mm -hmm. stickers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I could launch baits out there, whatever I was throwing that day, whether it was like a, you know, Carolina rig or a Tokyo rig or a, Nico or whatever, right? Like whatever I'm throwing yeah. Yeah. Um, or like a hard head so I can just launch it. And um, I don't, I don't necessarily need to have pinpoint cast. I'm fan casting at that point. Yeah. And you know, the good thing about St. Croix is, is just so many options. If you know what you're looking for, um, they have it. And, you know, and you know, the other thing is, is there, if you break them, um, like I broke one of my rods and like Matt said, he's broke his, so many of them have these five-year warranties and even up to 15-year warranties on them, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's what's what's great about it. Actually, my drop shot rod, I'm a little bit uh, unconventional, I guess. My drop shot rod is a 7.6 Avid medium light. Yeah. And I popped the tip up of it off literally the second time I took it out. <laughs> set Went to set the hook on a fish, didn't notice a tree above it, tip goes. And it's as simple as filling out a form, emailing it to St. Croix, and they take right. care of you. Which, yeah. and it's, I mean, it's like you said, it's a $50 uh, cost to get it done. But most companies will tell you, hey, sorry, yeah. it is what it is. Right. And it gives you the option, which is that's how actually I've gotten into two of my legends. I had Avid X's that I broke <clears throat> uh, just from either doing something stupid or just a, like a freak. I had one uh, blank just implode when I did. I, hooked a set into a fish blank in the middle of it just blew up and i called the guy uh i've got i've got a own guy that i just email for my repairs because i've done it so many times he literally just says yeah just send me the form man if it breaks send me the form i've got i've got your credit card you're good i was like oh That's this funny. is not this isn't great uh but they have an upgrade option to where you pay 50 bucks you get the same rod or you pay a depending on what rod you want, there's tiers of what you can. So I've actually upgraded two of my avids to legends. Oh um, yeah. Doing that way. Yeah. And how you explain, you know, with kayak angling, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have high end gear. Right. And it's, it's what you want as an angler. And I think for me, one of the best examples is that is at the show where you handed me, Hey, Oh, look at this new panfish rod. Right. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> that, thing, that thing was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. right. Here, that is such a sweet rod. <laughs> is it, that's an extra fast too, right? Yeah, it's an extra it's fast, medium light, extra fast. See, yeah, and like 110 bucks or something, wasn't it? Like out the door, it, it was 110 dollars <laughs> out the door, and it's my new Ned rig setup. That is a, it's a sweet seven, rod too. Seven three extra fast, and it is. I mean, you talk about a victory rod being mm -hmm. light, which it is. This panfish rod, oh gosh, is lighter than light. It and, feels like but, that's like a mojo. It, I mean, that's literally like a nice mojo, is what it is. But it's less yeah. money. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's what what threw it. And I, you know, everyone, I was that guy for a long time. Kind of like how you explained it. Like, oh, I have to have the best gear to do stuff. And then I kind of learned, like, yeah, there are some rods that feel better than others. But yeah, that panfish, 
ridiculously light, super sensitive, just feeling the tip. And I did a test when I got home, which I was a little scared, but at the same time, warranty, don't really care. <laughs> I put a five pound weight on it and I picked it up off the ground with my Vanford and it was fine. I mean, it, she was Jeez. wanting to bend over, yeah. but it was great. And it picked it up and I was like, all right, I feel, I feel a little bit better about just throwing a hook into a fish and not caring. Right. Um, well, I mean, I just, use, <clears throat> you know, I like, sorry to interrupt you. No, so. you're good. No, I mean, last night I, I got to go fishing really for one of the first times, maybe the second time this year. Um, and I, you know, I was looking at my cranking setups and, and I have a legend glass, you know, one of those golden orange mm -hmm. rock or whatever. Oh, I've got um, one. But again, on a kayak, whenever I'm throwing this crankbait, like in, in tight quarters specifically, like if you want to get to the spot, you know, the, the butt on it's this long, you know, it's eight yeah. long and you're just, it, you're hitting your, your life jacket and all that. Yep. And, and I'm like, man, I, I got to figure something out. And so I started looking at my pan fish rods <laughs> and, uh, I, I have this, uh, little spin cast pan fish rod, uh, from St. Croix. It's a light. And I was looking at the action on it and it's completely like, it's parabolic because it's a light pan fish rod. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, I mean, I was throwing a, a flat sided crankbait around last night and I, you know, it was like a 16 and something inch fat pre-spawn smally. It just played it out. Just boop. I bet that was fun. Oh, it was oh, so yeah. fun. And I'm like, <laughs> targeted the cast were like the, the little butt on it's like two inches long. So like, yeah, it's like my trigger rod so I can be super accurate with it. And is that not what you want to be? Like, I would rather be accurate with it. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> look then look the part right and and that's yeah. the crazy thing about st croix is like i literally just go on their website all the time and i'm like what is a rod that i could use for like this one specific technique that i think i want to do during this like these three tournaments this year right so mm -hmm. like you know like at cowan this year i'm going to be using that little light crankbait rod um you know i'm going to be using those trigger rods flipping a wood uh when i have these 300 plus dollar rods sitting in my garage, not being yeah. used at yeah. that tournament, but I've, I've kayak fished enough to where I understand that if I'm 10 feet from a lay down, like I simply can't flip up because yeah. of the rod, like you, you've got to yeah. be effective with it. And so, you know, different rods for different situations. And the good thing about St. Croix is not just the warranty, but you know, um, they're, they're built here. Um, and, in park falls uh they're built in mexico from bottom up like from the mandrels all the way up and um we don't outsource the stuff it's not like we're it's not like we're sending stuff over to china and who knows what you get and and then having a, another person put on the guides and another person put on the the grip mm -hmm. it's, everything's from the bottom up and, 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 you know, from Fresno in Mexico and Park Falls, Wisconsin, uh, you know, the Bass X are down in, in Mexico and there's a lot of rods that are up in Park Falls. But the bottom line is, is St. Croix owns the whole production process. And that yeah. means a lot because each rod has over 30 people making it. And, and mm -hmm. that's that's the crazy mm -hmm. thing. Like so many hands go on um, the, the making of one fishing rod and that just it's like quality assurance 30 times uh to make sure it's exactly true right yeah very true that's what i was gonna say it's 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 for something <clears throat> like this a lot of people because saint croix were routinely throughout the year no matter what year it is you'll find like i did warranty replacements last year and the guy i talked to he's like yeah man i'm not gonna have this rod till september 
and it's happened in the past and people will get upset, but you have to remember, just like you said, it's from step one to step 30 is all owned by St. Croix. It's owned by the same people that make it the quality assurance. I've never found any other rod company that has such quality control to where it's very, very rare. You'd ever get a bad blank or it's very rare. You'll get a, a guide that's, uh, 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 out cracked. of line or something or cracked or, you know, right. everything that would you get it? It's like you said, there's been 30 eyes on that rod, right. making sure everything is right. And if it's not, I mean, I know for a fact, if it's not St. Croix, will either scrap it or start over, you know, it's, right. it's, it's, it's awesome how they focus on the quality control. Cause it overall gives the end user a better product. No, I agree a hundred percent. And, and honestly, that's why I'm, I'm really, I don't know, just fortunate to represent them. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it is because I, you know, I have seen St. Croix on the shelf since I've been a kid, you know, at, at wherever, like, it doesn't matter if you're at Bass Pro or you're at anywhere, any specialty fishing store, you're going to see St. Croix there. And it's like, how do I get to represent these guys? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. for me thinking about that, um, yeah. it's, it's just, it's a, it's a real honor to be able to, to represent them. Um, and, uh, you know, but like I said, it, to each their own and, and you, you got to do, you got to do whatever is good for you, whatever you like. I mean, Brad, you're, mm-hmm. you're fishing Douglas rods. Um, I mean, have you ever fished St. Croix and I mean, how, how do they compare? Like, you know, cause what makes Douglas for you versus St. Croix and, you know, cause I don't know anything about other rods, you know? About, yeah. Like, rods. Well, I was, I'm kind of in the same, I was going to say this earlier cause I'm kind of in the same boat that you were. Uh, going from Berkeley to the other company to mm-hmm. St. Croix, I used a lot of Fenwick HMGs back in the day. And then finally, Brian put uh, the Douglas in my hand. I'm like, wow, this feels amazing. So it was like my first like high-end rod that I've ever actually touched. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't really compare it to St. Croix. I've never really picked one up other than at the Expo. Sure, but the sure. other thing that I was going to – uh, say about that rod that i picked up at the expo was i i kind of want to get your guys opinion on it uh the saint croix rods so i have a i have an extra fast douglas and that saint croix fa- uh, rod was an extra fast too right yeah okay yeah. it seems like saint croix's rods are softer than a lot of other companies you know what i mean so i so depending on it's not a bad thing. So, or anything. No, no. so depending on the level of rod you get, I feel, and I've talked to uh, like the 20 year St. Croix pro about this too, mm. but like my blue rods are mm. more stiff than my mojos are. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. yeah, my mojos are more parabolic than my legend basses. Mm. And then like, if you, I don't know if you picked up like the legend extreme at the show, but it's like a, broomstick but it's it's like a medium you know and you're like what oh, in the world? Awesome. Uh, oh it it's is so awesome, nice right? um, oh but, my god so I, I don't it's know so how nice they, the formulations of the, the carbon that they use and why it, it seems to get stiffer as you go up in price mm-hmm. point but something about that carbon gets a little more maybe you know um rigid a little bit mm-hmm. more sensitive um and so but you, you had picked up the the panfish. just the one that matt yeah brought, the panfish right? So that's a hundred dollar rod or $125 rod. And I think like, as you would probably go up, you might notice like they get a little bit stiffer. And that was one of the things that the company that I was with, the rods were so before St. Croix, the the Mm -hmm. rods were so parabolic and they were Mm -hmm. making me lose fish because I wasn't getting a hook in them. 
Um, yeah. And so when I went to St. Croix, it, uh, you know, the first rounds I bought were Avids and they just seemed like very stiff comparatively. So, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know, Brad, like, but I've never held a Douglas. And so very well, like Douglas could be uh, stiffer than uh, a St. Croix is. And so I, I don't really know. You know, yeah, yeah. So Brad, you, when we went out <clears throat> fishing last, the end of summer, when we were uh, putting on a wacky rig clinic, uh, oh yeah, we we had switched rods. You were actually throwing my Avid X medium. Okay, uh, I don't know if you remember. And then you were letting me use the X Matrix, which to me, which was weird because the X Matrix from Douglas kind of feels it's got the same parabolic feel of like a Mojo or, um, like to me, our our, our opinions about the Avid are a little different. I feel like Avids are almost like noodles. If you get them in a lighter power, like the heavier, the medium heavies, the Avids and the Avid X's, they feel a lot stiffer. Um, but I let you use that one. I remember you saying, you're like, oh, it just feels, it feels stiffer. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, it feels stiffer. Cause you end up, I think you caught two fish on it. Um, and you, you said, yeah, it feels stiffer. And then you said, wow, I, I felt the bite though. Yeah. Which is which, what Yeah, I, I was going to say that I've learned since, since uh, using these rods that, the stiffer the rod, the more I like it for finesse fishing. So like my, my Ned rig rod, I will not use anything less than like extra fast now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do the same thing with if, if I'm um, fishing outside of the really close flipping stuff that mm -hmm. I was telling you guys about um, every rod mm -hmm. I own is extra fast because mm -hmm. in a kayak, you're already giving ground up. Yeah. And so like the last thing you want is a, a rod that's going to be like bending all the way over um, on a, you know, mm -hmm. some medium or medium heavy rod that's just bending halfway over when it's supposed to be an extra fast rod or, or, you know, something like that. So you do like, you do want a fast, mm -hmm. fast, fast, stiff rod, if possible, I think in kayak fishing. That, no, that's I agree. Job. Yeah. I found the same thing. Like my jerkbait rod, was originally was a uh i was a big and brad will tell you this jerk baits are my my thing i love them i throw them year round i will catch fish on them in june and july if i can um and it was always been a medium fast and now i throw a uh legend tournament medium extra fast mm -hmm. and it's it's just so much better for the simple fact that, and I don't disagree with you. I used to be, I'm a, I'm a, uh, what's the word? A traditionalist when it comes to a lot of rods, like my cranking setups have always been medium moderates and, yeah. um, my Texas rigs are always medium, heavy, fast. It's just a do it all rod. And then my spinnerbait rods the same way. Cause that's what, you know, everyone's always used forever. And now stuff's changing and I'm learning a little bit more to where I'm kind of leaning toward that to where I want almost every rod. If I can get it, be extra fast unless i have to have like a moderate which yeah i, I still like trouble bait yeah. yeah i mean i still like like i'll throw my chatter baits or my uh jackhammers on a moderate and i'll still throw mm -hmm. crank baits and it's usually my larger crank baits i'll throw on a moderate my smaller ones i've actually found i like throwing them on a fast rod or extra fast rod just so i can get the fish a little bit quicker because half the time with smaller cr crank baits they end up short striking it yeah and i can feel when they're short striking it and maybe get that back trebling instead of letting them play on the rod tip because moderates have a place but at the same yeah. time you know it's you it's kind of fish on them though if you don't get a hook in them you know like yeah. i was watching uh randy blockett's uh youtube videos he's been posting those up for about a year and a half now and he he talks about um he's like a pro bass angler and a long time pro bass angler right so mm -hmm. but anyway he's he talks about the fact that a lot of people 
should not be using moderates on crankbaits because you don't get hooks in them. Mm. And quite honestly, like, I mean, there are, there are several times that I've been cranking and again, out of a kayak, we have to think like we're giving up ground. And so I've lost fish on my glass rod mm-hmm. where, and the only reason is if I was in a boat, I could crank on them. Like, I mean, you know, you can just hammer them on a boat, but on a kayak, you've got from, you know, three o'clock to six o'clock to really get them. Like you don't, you don't have yeah. the range of motion. So if you don't get them, all the way you don't that they don't get it well like you might not land that fish and so i have actually been cranking like if i'm cranking not close cover stuff i'll use my moderate fast legend tournament instead of my glass rod and uh and it works better for me uh similarly yeah. like you know you said matt you use your chatterbait rod in a moderate i i actually will use a faster and extra fast um for my swim jigs for my spinner baits for my chatter bait because i just feel like i'm not going to pull it away from them fast enough to not have not worn a faster and extra fast that's, yeah. that that's me yeah. but again that's how i fish and so and that's the thing we were talking about is like you know st croix really has something they have so many rods oh, yeah. whatever you however you you know your experience on the water has shown you and how you react to fish that is the beauty of it is you can kind of tailor your little rod arsenal to whatever you need it to be mm-hmm. and uh, under mm-hmm. using St. Croix. And, and that's what I really enjoy about it is just the ability to, to get whatever you need to make you efficient and effective on the water. Cause we don't get a lot of bites in Ohio. And so when you get a bite, you just, you don't want to lose it, you know, and, yeah. um, yeah. and, and really you just want to get a bite in general. And so, being efficient and then being effective once you get the bite is is the name of the game. And I think over the last couple of years, um, I've I've really realized that, and it's made me a lot better angler. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to this year because I feel very comfortable, like with many different types of techniques at this point. And the rods are what allowed me to really expand. Like when I started, mm-hmm. got back into St. Croix, it's like man. I can throw a drop shot because I got a drop shot rod. I can throw a wacky rig. I can throw a, uh, you know, a Texas rig. I can throw a jig. I can throw a frog. I can throw a top water. I, it, like, and, but I only take like five or six rods with me, but right before I get out there, I'm thinking in my head, like, you know, what, what can I, what should I be throwing? And mm-hmm. you know, the rods are allowing me to, to do that and explore that more so than I, I've had the opportunity to before. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just, that's been a good thing for me and, and just a good thing to make me better on the water overall. Cause rods are just one small portion of it, but mm-hmm. uh, you've got to feel confident in your presentations. And I talk about that. I was talking about that with um, Kurt uh, Smith about a month ago. Cause I was rigging out my kayak and I was talking to him about it. And I was like, man, you know, um, oh, I was talking about the show. That's where I was talking to him because he was working in the <laughs> booth with me. And yeah. so we were talking and we were talking about rigging our kayaks out and stuff. And, and I said, you know, everything I do now is just about presenting a bait as effectively as I can. And if I can do that, I'm going to increase my overall like uh, ability and effectiveness on the water. If I can present the, if I can put myself in the best position to present these baits as naturally as the way the fish would want it as possible. And so um, I, 
that's those rods have just been a real game-changing um, aspect of my fishing i think and i haven't had the chance to fish a lot of tournaments and stuff in the last couple of years because i've had a bunch of kids and stuff but um <laughs> i think yeah. that my wife let me fish some this year so i'm just excited to be able to apply some of that um i guess i fish the cokfl stuff but those are just wednesday nighters but still I, i'm really excited <clears throat> to get into some like bkft stuff this year and just see like how i can start applying a lot of the stuff that I've learned, you know, over the last few years specifically, because I, I was just a, uh, like, and not, uh, Brad, I know you're a river guy, but I was just a river guy. And all I would do is chuck a spinner bait and like, yeah. that, <laughs> and that is fishing. Like, there's no doubt about that, but yeah. I was admittedly very one dimensional, um, up to about 2018, I would say. Uh, and then I started really like forcing myself to adopt lake bass fishing. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so it's been good the last four years. I mean, I've learned a lot. I've done a lot of research and, um, and I'm really excited. I, I think this year is the year that I've got the gear I need. I've got the knowledge I need and let's, you know, let's kind of see how it works out. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to get the tournament season started. That's for sure. I can tell you what you just said. It is the 2018 you throw in spinner baits and then you dove into adopting other techniques. That is the blackest black hole of information that is on the face of the world. When I started diving in, like it was like, I dove so it so far in I've, I've popped out in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> right, that right. I use. Like, right. like I'm using Japanese lures. Like, Oh, well, this is working great. Oh, I am to get here. Like it just I comes out. of Like uh, I show people, yet. I literally show people this bait. And the first thing I showed Brad and he was like, that looks like something. And I was like, that looks yeah, weird. It does look like something, and that's almost everything. But this is the depths cover scat, and no one here knows what this is. And dude, it looks that comes like... up on my dude. I know it, I've seen that. That comes up on my need, uh, feed for you, Facebook. Like the you need to fish it. It's ads. amazing. It literally yeah, just looks like, like a little that, blob. That's so all that's it probably is. Why I get that? You said that's Japanese. It's JDM stuff. Yeah, it's okay, from depths. So I just bought like a bunch of Duorealis, like little tiny jerk baits <laughs> for yeah. like, fishing and stuff and uh, during the spawn and so that's probably why i've been getting these ads for like i had no idea that was japanese but i'm like what is this thing that keeps <laughs> popping up on my screen but i did yeah you know with rods like you know i got a rod that i can fish these little small little jerk baits with and all this kind of stuff because i like jerk bait fishing too and is, oh, is that who makes the uh spy baits too yeah so yeah i have uh yeah so actually, nice. i should have I should be set up in the garage. I should have got this going in the garage, but um, I can show you guys some of the stuff. But yeah, so they have like the G fix and then just like the normal spin bait 80s and 90s. Um, and I use like a, a prism gill pattern on them. And then I got uh, some little, they're called like, uh, I don't even know. I forget the name. It starts with an R, but these little tiny jerk baits that are, they're like two inches long. They're hard body oh. two inch jerk baits. And so, you know, I, I took them out to like a little clear pond to test them out. And I bought like four of each, uh, like medium divers and then like shallow divers. And they're pretty little wicked looking things. So I'm pretty, I'm looking forward to that. Um, just as like, a, again, just like a little situational thing. Like if I see myself like fishing up shallow mm -hmm. around some clear beds or something, like mm -hmm. those things will get pounded. Like there's just oh, no yeah. doubt about it. So, but you know, I got a little rod set up for it and stuff like that. It's actually one of my little crappie rods, one of my panfish rods that I throw, that I throw <laughs> nice. it on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, 
So, I, I mean, for St. Croix, I probably have, I mean, over, this is over like my whole, you know, 12 years of kayak fishing and stuff. But, I mean, I've got a 10 foot crappie rod. I've got, you know, a big, you know, big flipping sticks. I mean, I got all sorts of stuff at all different price points. And um, I just really enjoy, I don't know, just enjoy the art of fishing. And specifically over the last four years when I've been diving into different techniques and trying to make myself perfect them because, you know, it, it does take time and just only fishing that technique for a while. But mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. I feel extremely confident, like, you know, I've got the rod, you know, I can go and throw a drop shot in weeds if I have to. Similarly, I can go throw a drop shot in perfectly clear rocky terrain if I have to. You know, I can fish 30 feet deep or I can fish three inches deep. Like, but having different techniques and having knowing you have the rod to be able to um, effectively fish that technique is just you can't say enough about what that does to your confidence, like going into a tournament and just knowing like mm-hmm. I'm going to catch fish. Like, yes. like <laughs> if it doesn't work this way, I'm going to go and catch fish a different way using my yeah. techniques. And and I do <clears throat> luckily these rods have kind of opened that opened my eyes a little bit. And I think that, you know, after I stepped away from that other team and, and kind of started looking at it, I was like, Oh my gosh, like just simply looking at what, the rods, like if you look at just one of the rap sheets of one of the models, it's just like, man, there's so many things I'm not doing. And it kind of made me start to realize like, I need to, I really need to become better at many different things. If I actually mm-hmm. want to consider myself like a fisherman and not just, I mean, I mean, not that again, not that Chuck and a spinnerbait is not a fisherman, but again, a, a multi-dimensional well-rounded. Yeah. Well-rounded. More, yeah. More of a well-rounded nature to my abilities and, uh, the rods were at the base of that. So that's exactly where I am in like my fishing journey, I guess you call it. Like I I'm just starting to branch out and try all this different stuff that I've never actually tried. Yeah. It's a rabbit hole. I mean, and it's not just one, it's many rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. gonna spend so much money. <laughs> yeah, when you know somebody like Matt, you're like, oh now I gotta try this. yeah and honestly i mean you do though like and that's you know i see matt stuff back behind it like i have my walls look exactly the same where i have all my fishing (laughs) stuff and it's just it's one of those things where you just you kind of like tinker around and then you like dial it in a little bit and then you modify what you think you want and then you know it's just like i want this jig to look just this way and then you like kind of tie it up and it's like i want to make it look a little bit different or I don't know. There's just so many, it's, it's a real art. Like that's the best way you can describe it. It's like, it's like art and math and physics or something all yeah. combined. Like, yeah, or, like yeah. part, part imagination. I've seen guys putting like diamond tails on jigs and stuff now. Yeah. What's a diamond I mean, tail? Like, like a that. finesse worm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so I, uh, I've been messing around with jigs lately and, and tying some stuff up and for the spring specifically, like with some living rubber and using like different trailers and like trying them out in the sink. And like, then if they look good enough, they'll take them out to like oh, a little yeah. practice yeah. pond. 
And man, I got some of them that are so good and well dialed. And I'm like, that looks perfect. But like, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Like I'll buy like living rubber online and then I'll like, you know, just all these different colors. But it, it's such a, it's such a fun little hobby. And that's why I tell my wife, I'm like, this is, it's kind of like a hobby and it's kind of like a competitive thing when tournament season's going to come around and yeah, uh, but it's a lifestyle. It's an absolute lifestyle. And I told my wife, I was like, I'm just not willing to ever compromise on this lifestyle. Cause I just, I love it. And, and it's something that I need to do. Um, and, you know, tying it back to the rods, like the, the rods allow me to one, just one part of it, but they allow me to be effective at the most important part, which is, yeah. you know, the catching fish part. And so, um, you know, I just can't say enough about them and, and just how, like, again, how grateful I am to, to be able to represent them. And, and hopefully I represent them well, you know, this year, uh, you know, I'm not super active on Facebook and stuff like that anymore. Cause I just, I just don't have the time. Um, I got two hours of sleep last night from or no, 12 to two. And my kids woke up at two and they were up till five. So then that was time to wake up. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that, uh, but when I can, uh, I I'm really happy with where where I'm at with it. But are you guys uh, doing any tournaments this year or anything like that? I know Brad, we might knock out that Indian Lake tournament possibly with Heck little yeah. partner duo. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was just thinking about that today. Actually, I'm looking forward to that. I've never fished Indian Lake. Oh, it's I don't care what you say, Aaron. It's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's not I great. Hate that lake. I it's hate that lake. But is any Ohio lake actually great? Like I, I can. You know. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you that. Most of our lakes are annoying, but Indian is the most annoying because you'll go pre-fish it, and all the fish will be where they are for three days, and then tournament day will come, and they will all disappear. Yeah, every <laughs> single one of them, and they'll be yeah. somewhere different. You like bass boat fishing or something, or what? Me? You, yeah. Say that again. Like, sorry. Did you like fish it out of a bass boat or like when did you? Like, I've, I fished it out of a bass boat and then I fished it out of a kayak a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Um, when I, and it's fun, it's, it's weird when I go out there to, to just fish, like when I went kayak fishing, I just went fun fishing just to go fish and revisit it in a kayak. And I yeah. was catching fish and it was awesome. Um, and then when I was younger, I did some tournaments with a buddy out of his boat and we'd pre fish it for two days and we'd find them and we'd mark them on his old hummingbird. Yeah. graph as best we can well um yeah and then they just be gone and it, yeah, it and it's not just gone, it's gone, ohio, gone if you do that anywhere in ohio you're not <clears throat> like pattern fishing is not a thing in ohio it's yeah, ohio yeah to an extent very, i'll give you that i mean i mean ohio there's i mean now there are some lakes and reservoirs where you can pattern fish i will say that but <clears throat> if you go to like an indian lake it's a numbers game it's like you have to make as many yeah. flips as you can effectively mm -hmm. and you're going to come across the fish like during certain times of the year can you go out on like allen creek and go out on like a like one of the shallow points out there that go in the middle of the lake yes you can and catch fish in the summer doing that <laughs> but most of the time it is it is a numbers game in ohio i just i don't believe it honestly like i don't really believe in pre-fishing in ohio like i know it sounds stupid but like I, what I do believe in is going to a lake and like getting the layout and kind of like looking like, okay, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a nice looking spot, middle note it, but like, am I going to go in there and flip around? Heck no, because there's probably only two fish in there. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, I've learned, I've learned with Ohio, it's my pre-fishing now, if I go, cause I'm going to do some of the Cincinnati trail this year. Okay. Um, and my pre-fishing now is going to the lake, 
and just kind of graphing it. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily looking for fish. I'm looking for structure on the bottom, stuff along yep. those lines. Now, when I was down south, I would take a hook. Like when I was in the Marine Corps, I'd fish boat tournaments down there. And I would go pre-fish a lake three or four days before, you know, the, yeah. before the cutoff for pre-fishing. And I would take a hook and I would break my barb off and I would shake fish off. Yep. And I took that thinking here, kind of like what you said, and I did that here a couple times. And I would catch. I remember there was, uh, where was it at? It was, I think it was at Rocky. I went and I got on a great bite, and I was shaking fish off. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, like a maybe a mile stretch of short. I was getting fish. There's plenty of cover. It was awesome. And I went back for you know day of, and nothing was there. And it's <laughs> exactly what you said. Like there was there was fish there. They were spread out. But yeah. those were probably the only fish in those spots. It's just yeah, um, they don't they don't go in big packs. I feel like in Ohio because there's just our lakes aren't set up like that. We don't have riverine lakes like mm-hmm. you know Tennessee chain and stuff where they'll go deep and then they go up on the ledges to feed and they go down and it's current dependent. We don't yeah. have that. We just have like big stagnant bowls of water that, <laughs> yeah. that don't that's exactly I mean? that's all we have but we don't have yep. current that flows through these lakes or if we do it's very 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 slight like yeah we might have some on alum or hoover sometime but it's not like it's heavy current and so you look at that and it's like okay so what does that mean well it means that fish aren't gonna go down in like the they're not gonna go down in like the ditches and stuff like that and then come up to feed based on any of that current they're going to find whatever, like you said, little piece of structure that's off in the middle of somewhere, some little foundation in the middle of the lake, and they're going to kind of hang there. Um, mm-hmm. And then will they come up and, and kind of feed from time to time on the shallower spots? Yeah, they will. But it's, I don't and know. I've noticed in Ohio, the ones that come up to feed are always the younger fish. You can tell because they're, they're either not the bigger fish or they're, they just seem, I don't, I'm not a fish biologist, but I just feel like they're younger because you'll see them crash in the banks in early, late spring, early summer. And then if you pay attention, cause I, I, I like reading about fish and learning about what their techniques or their mm-hmm. uh, uh, habits are and largemouth are an ambush predator. So they'll find something they can sit behind or get in tall grass and come up and hit something. And you can see in some of the smaller ponds where you have uh, the smaller largies, crash the bank at trying to chase bait fish yeah. and stuff and if you look if you have the glasses to do it you can look and you can see the water break and you can see a bigger fish just sitting there mm. and he's stuck up on one little piece of grass or yeah. one stick and he's just stuck there and he's waiting for those bait fish to come a little bit too far hits something goes right back yep and well, those uh, bigger fish they i also find that those bigger fish will not feed during the day either like those yeah feed at night and then they yep. go and they hang out during the day and they they might come up shallow at night but they'll just go back to a little spot and during the day and you know unless you've got like a forward facing sonar they might just be suspended out in the middle of nowhere just kind of hanging during the day yeah um, so. i i noticed early morning bites the big ones come out too especially like down at Cowan lake and stuff like that yeah you can you can get them off the rocks and off of like random like weed patches real early in the morning yeah no for sure and and and, uh i you know i think it's just that's probably the end of their feeding window and then Mm -hmm. and then you know then they go and hunker down for the day and then all the tournament anglers come out we catch a bunch of 12 inches all day you know like (laughs) that's all there is but yeah. But again, if you're, if you know that, like at a lake like Cowan, you know, and you go out in summertime, you go out in the middle of the lake on that big 
like hump out there that yeah. goes to the lake. I mean, and you know how to ledge fish a little bit, or you can take some of that south knowledge you got, and you can yep. probably catch a few. You know, you can probably mm -hmm. that would be like a situation where you could find a, a few fish bunched up. You know, yep. but like if you go off and your plan is to go and flip, you know, just a certain kind of bush at Cowan or like a certain oh, type of luck. lay down. It's like, <laughs> everybody does that. Everybody does that. Right. <laughs> like that's just, that's just picking off a bunch of random fish that that's not a pattern, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very, not to say like there's no <clears throat> close to the shore pattern fishing in Ohio, but I mean, Indian Lake, it's, it's like good luck dock fishing pattern. Like, yeah. Five hundred thousand docks on that lake. <laughs> yeah. Now, could you find like maybe the metal docks are better than the wood docks, or vice mm -hmm. versa, or the floating docks are maybe a little bit better, possibly? But that lake in Ohio, like our lakes, aren't big enough to expand on that anywhere. It's not like yeah. you can be like, oh, they're in the backs of creeks. Well, Cowan's got two. Yeah, so, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's true. Like fishing Lake it Cumberland, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go run that pattern. No, you're not. Yeah, I know well, it's, yeah. what do you do, right? So you have to you yeah. have to be extremely versatile, and you might catch three crankbait fish off of wood, but then you very well might have to go out to that hump in the middle of the lake and throw a drop shot for an hour and a half and pick Drag two more off to yeah or whatever. And so you know, I and that's where, like I said, these rods have been just amazing for me because I do have the flexibility to do that if I want to do that, <laughs> and, and you know fishing that cokfl stuff um i was i was relatively successful at it this past year and, and it was it was a good time and um but i would fish just different stuff all the time like just depending on like i like i bring actually mm -hmm. up to 11 rods i because if i was fishing offshore i didn't need to be close to trees and stuff and so i'd just cycle through until i found what they'd want and uh but it's it's junk fishing is literally all it is in Ohio. It's just junk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, you you finally do get out of Ohio, and it's just like, man, uh, you feel like a good fisherman. <laughs> yeah. get, like going down to Dale Hollow, you're like cranking on all these fish, and then you come catch two. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's what last year at Dale Hollow, I, we went down there, and the first day I I was I was getting fish on the end of the line i was just having a bad day it's one of those days where no fish no hook set you do is ever good enough you could rip the bait through the fish's face and it's still not good enough and uh i lost like six fish and then the next day it started raining and i was like i'm an ohio angler in my element because yeah. no one else was catching anything <laughs> yeah. and i was i was the pattern i got before was fish were shallow and i started flipping shallow and i remember catching i caught four fish that day four keepers and I caught a bunch of other fish. And I remember thinking, I was like, I could, I wouldn't be able to do this in Ohio all day long. Just flip yeah. the banks and no. just travel down a bank and flip a, a bug up into a bank and get consistent bites and you, everywhere. You can't. And so yeah, the no. crazy thing is, is I would watch um, a lot of the COKFL guys. It was like a conveyor belt at some of these lakes. Like you'd have like a guy every 25, 50 yards. Yep. And, they don't, it's just, and I'm like, man, I got to do something different. Like, so I just go right offshore and I would just find something and just fan cast and just try to figure it out. And it, it proved to be successful because I was fishing for fish that nobody else was fishing for. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that's just such a big thing. And that's, to me, that was such a confidence builder <clears throat> tournament wise, because I was like, okay, I can, I can do that. Like, I know I can do that. I don't just have to sit on the bank now. In the spring, that's that's what you want to be doing. You want to be up there flipping and doing all that yeah. stuff. 
But once June hits, like get off the bank and and do some different things. And I think that's where having a few different little tools in my arsenal has really helped. And I think it I think it'll help this year. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And I like to say with St. Croix, whenever I'm talking to somebody and they say, you know, what kind of rod do you recommend? And I always say there's a ton of there's thousands of rod on the market, but I can tell you go to St. Croix because it's like an ice cream shop. There is a flavor for everything. No matter what you want to do, they either have a technique-specific rod or they have utilitarian rods. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, I know we're getting close, but one thing I want to talk about was like the yak yak rods. Yeah. Um, I think those are awesome. And there's been other companies who've done shorter, like the trigger-style rods and things like yeah. that, shorter uh, rods. But the yak rods are, are to me, is a, is a, a, a game-changer when they came out because you're getting a, a super-sensitive rod with such a short butt. So right. <laughs> I had a flipping stick. <clears throat> I had broken it and then because i break all my rods all the time i had broken it got a warranty replacement on it and then my buddy wanted to use it and he took it and then i was like you know happy birthday you can have it um but it was a short butt uh yak rod and a medium heavy and it was mojo bass and it was well it's a yak rod and it was stiffer and i was using that to pitch and flip with because the butt was so short i could just yeah. flip like normal and not right. worry about it hitting something or I didn't have to stand up to flip. I could sit down right. and flip if I wanted, which was awesome. So it's, it's St. Croix is the ice cream shop of rods because they make something that's for everything. It's good ice cream. Like that's the it thing. It's not, like they're, it's not like they're crappy rods. It's not like, Oh, they're just pumping them out because yeah, and that's one of the things like they talk about in like the pro staff meetings, like when they have them every quarter, like, They'll say, you know, we're replacing the old panfish rods or we're replacing the icon <laughs> rods or the blue rods. And they're like, we don't take it lightly because those rods are like iconic, you know, or that we're yeah. replacing these avid surf rods that are, have been here for 10 years and we're replacing them with, you know, the siege rods. They're, it's yep. like, we don't take that lightly because they have such a following, but they're like, we do it because we know we can make it just a little bit better or just a little bit better in these three different ways. And they do. And that's the crazy thing is they absolutely do. And, you know, I still find myself like I actually cut the butt off of (laughs) one of my spinning rods. Yeah. Um, All right. So I can keep under docks easier with the Senko. So literally, so like, because (laughs) if I'm sitting here with, I was sitting here, you know, throwing my rod like last year and I like, I kept, you know, hit my, hit my life jack. I'm like, man, I need, I need a different rod to do that. I'm like, they just, there's, there's not a rod out there. So I was like, all right, I took my Dremel and just, and cut it right at the cork. And <laughs> You're I'm like, braver than me. And Way so I braver. cut it, I cut one of my mojos, uh, cut the butt right off of it. It's one of my, it's my medium light, um, extra fast. So instead of six foot 10, it's now six foot, <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be a sweet little skipping rod, though. Did you oh, put anything man. on the end? No, it's smooth. No. It's, it looks, okay. it's it's good. I, what I might do is put like a little rubber stopper because the yeah the, the blank's hollow. So yeah. I'll just put like a little rubber stopper in there. But I was like I said, like I am very in tune to the way I want to fish certain things. And, That's good. And I, I really oh, want to make sure mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, I, I get a, a setup that's conducive to that. So yeah, that I know just that gives me chills. That you wait, did, wait, like, we need there's, a, there's a have, product out there called the Rod Saver. 
which is I lost a rod at Dale Hollow last year. I went in and got it. That was terrible, oh, wow. but whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it had a, a Shimano CI4 on it and it was a legend oh, tournament. And I was oh, like, yeah. I'm not losing that setup. I'm, it's only six foot dot water. I'll just oh, yeah, go yeah. In. I'm, I'm six right, two. Right. I'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I went in and got it and I was talking to a guy from Paddle and Finn. Um, I think it was, it might've been Jimmy. It was either Jimmy or can't remember, but he was like, yeah, they have this thing called the rod saver. If you drop a rod, it has mm-hmm. like 40 pound braid in it and it has a little balloon that pops up and it'll float the your rod. And like, rod thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's awesome. And he was like, yeah, all you got to do is just, you know, you cut the butt off. I was like, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just tether him up. And I was, I literally like that night in the RV sleeping for the next day of tournament, I had a dream that I cut the end of one of my mega bash rods off and it just yeah. exploded. And I was like, Oh geez, son, I can't do it. And so you're braver than I No, And I'm just telling you, if you ever get a rod that like it, it breaks or something like that, just cut the butt off and then hold it and flip a little bit. And you're going to be like, Holy crap. Like I can do whatever <laughs> I want with this rod. Like literally it's so like you can pinpoint cast so easy. And like with a Senko, like a skipping Senko rod, like I don't need to be able to like leverage the butt against my arm to like, yeah. like I would never do that with like, for example, like I said, I use those trigger rods for up close stuff, but I would never use a trigger rod offshore. Like that'd be stupid because like well, yeah. I'm trying to like sweep a huge cast or sweep a huge hook set. But, you know, so they're two completely different purposes. And similarly, like I'm never going to cut the butt off of one of my spinning rods for my offshore stuff that I use. So, yeah, but for the close in stuff, maybe think about cutting that. <laughs> hey, it sounds like you got some ideas and you know what you want dialed in. You should go to St. Croix and be like, Hey, let's make a Steiger series. Well, I there would like go. to have them expand the kayak series is what I really like to have them do. Cause I mean, although it is a great yeah. series, there's, you know, there's probably <laughs> six rods, eight rods in that whole series. I'd like to see him get extra fast stuff in that series. I'm sure um, they will. It seems like everybody's yeah, going yeah. that way. Yeah. And, and so, mm-hmm. you know, they probably will. And honestly, all their new offerings, like there's so many, like it's very interesting. Like they've really captured like the seven, one to seven, six market, which is a, a kind of a forgotten about market in um, bass fishing. Like they have a lot of these seven, three, seven, fours, which are just such effective rods if you're fishing deeper water or offshore. Mm-hmm. Like that length is perfect. Like I can't wait to get one of those seven three medium extra fast rods and just hammer fish with it. Like offshore. Um, so yeah, there's. I'm looking forward to that. But it'll be good. Whenever yeah, they're starting to starting to make moves. I mean, they have the new legend. They have the legend extreme, which that thing is. Yeah. Choice. It's choice. Yeah. It's super expensive, but it's choice. Um, it is. I mean, I would never carry one on a kayak, but I just, <laughs> I mean, I, I carry mega bass destroyer P fives and X sevens. And, but I, I've learned you can ask Brad everything that's on the kayak. Now, if it's not screwed on, it has some type of tether on it. Cause in the last yeah. year I've lost two rods in the water, got them both back and a catch board that I lost in four foot of water with a soot bottom. And I watched the board just disappear slow motion it was the most it was tournament day and yeah. i literally just caught a fish and oh, i was like this God. is just great uh so yeah everything's super tethered now but yeah i mean it's it's like you said they i i like how they f- really think about hey we're taking we're changing this line but they're doing it because they know they can make it better because you're it's not wrong there's a 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a cult following with St. Croix rods, especially the fly fishing guys. Whenever they change a fly fishing line, it's oh, like they a, hated it at the show. Oh. Like they there was guys just ticked about it. Like they would oh. like, oh, we don't make that rod. And we're like, what? Why'd you stop yeah. making that rod? Like, that's the best rod in the world, and yada yada. Yeah. Um, they absolutely it was all the fly guys. You're exactly yeah. I mean, I mean it was, it was nobody else except for the fly guys. It wasn't the musky guys, it wasn't the bass guys or the walleye huh. guys, the fly guys. They're it's, very particular. Yeah, funny. the fly fly guys. I mean, you talk like you, you you set certain things up a certain way, and then you know, even me with bass fishing stuff, there's there's certain stuff I'm different than you are. Fly guys are almost religious about how they do oh, stuff. Yeah. And when if they have a rod that they've been using X amount of years and they have six of them and somebody changes it. My buddy's a St. Croix fly guy. It's all he throws, but he won't, he's got a broken tip that he just like is trying to fix himself because they don't make his rod anymore. He's like, it can't oh, be. Man. Is it the wild river? I was like, Dude. Is it the yep. wild river rod? Yep. Yeah. It is. That's, that's what everybody was ticked about that they stopped making. <laughs> now here's the thing though. And they make this clear at the pro staff meetings. They say that, we never discontinue rods. We retire rods. It's just a game of hell. Oh, yeah, but yeah. they'll bring them back. You know, um, they they say we reserve the right to bring them back if we want to. So they could very well bring back the Wild River. I mean, this, we'll see. Matter. They'll make a ton of people happy. I can imagine they'll oh, they'll yeah. come out of hiding to get yeah. a new rod again. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you guys uh, when in, the weather turns a little bit here, Rod, are you doing any other? tournaments except for that indian lake one or i, know you I don't have anything I, I don't have anything planned I'm, you might see me at Cowan lake yeah i don't know we'll see i mean that's the that's the sensi event for them yeah it's kind of a yeah. interesting format where they go to acton one day and then Cowan the oh, other day yeah i don't want to do that yeah, that's weird that's that's a lot of driving but it's a lot of gas and money mm-hmm. <laughs> it is um but I don't want actually here's the thing like I actually don't mind that because if you think about it like a lot of these like multi-lake tournaments just end up being like online tournaments because you've got like six lakes in play and it's just like which lake fish is the best this at least eliminates that that wild card of like don't pick the wrong lake you know like so at least everybody has to fish the same lakes which I really do like um but it is it's it's gonna be a lot of gas and I'm gonna have to sleep in my truck away from the campsite one day because I'm not going to drive back and forth twice just to go back. And uh, you're, you're, you're what? Two hours away. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm two hours. So, but what I was going to do is just camp at Cowan and it's probably just fish Cowan for the tournament. But yeah, now since I have to go to act and I'm not going to, I'll probably go to act in that night and just sleep in the parking lot in my truck or something. And then I'll go to Cowan the next day or vice versa, like whichever one I decide to do, or I'll camp at Cowan the first night and then go, sleep in the parking lot at Acton the second night or whatever, but go, go to Acton the day that nobody else is going. That, that yeah. place is small and it gets hammered. That's oh, what yeah. It, I'm yeah. I definitely like, I'm like, it's just a little bowl. Like it's just yeah. like a little oh, two mile long. It's like Kaiser Lake basically. Yep. Pretty much. Except it's, I, yeah. It's... I don't know what I would say if it was better in Kaiser or not, but it might be better in Kaiser. Well, Kaiser's pretty good. I, I, honestly, yeah. I, I've never fished Acton, so I fished Kaiser quite a bit. I think you'll like it. I, I fished it yeah, last I mean, year, and it, it was all right. Is it a? Yeah. Is it like a? Well, I mean, it's going to be in the spring, so I'll be. I'll have. To, that's the other thing is, if it was in the summer, you could go offshore and mm-hmm. fish and find fish. But it's it's right pre-spawn, like right before the spawn's probably going to be happening, like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So those fish are going to be shallow. Like they're mm-hmm. going to be. 
six feet or less, you know, it's like, well, <laughs> everybody's going to be right in the same spot. It's just yeah. Yeah. Flip, 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 flip. It's like, oh, you're going to have the conveyor belt going. And it's it's going to be conveyor belt fishing. And those are my <laughs> least favorite types of tournaments, but it is what it is. Yeah. It's all part of bass fishing, unfortunately, or bass fishing yeah. tournaments. Yeah. So Aaron, is there anything else you want to say before we, I got nothing. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, talk with a couple of buds and, you know, obviously we'll be seeing each other around, but oh, thanks yeah. for uh, providing the platform. And um, just want to say again, thanks to St. Croix for uh, being who they are and always thankful to be a part of that team. So. Yeah, for Thank sure. You, well, man. we, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, I've got some, I tried it last week and then goes planned, but this week it'll be a lot better. So. If you had one St. Croix rod and one bait, and that's all you could fish, mm -hmm. what are you picking? I don't want to give this up, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you okay. Like second, general, second. No, I'll give you a general. Or I'll give you a general spinning setup and a general bait casting setup. If it was okay, a bait works. casting, it'd be at my seven one um, medium heavy extra fast casting rod. And it would be with a tube. And then um, my spinning setup would be my... Now, this is current, but I have not done the 7.3 medium extra fast yet. I'm sure it'll turn to this. But for now, it's my 6.8 medium extra fast mojo uh, spinning rod. And I like throwing a Senko bait. Again, I'm not going to tell you how I rig these things. But um, <laughs> those are my those th those would be my bait casting setup. That would be my spinning setup. And uh, those would be the baits I'd be using with them. And, um, oh, man. But I've also developed a couple other techniques. So there's a, But if I could only have one of each, I could go, yeah, that's what I'd pick. But yeah, I so like other things too, though. Like, so that's yeah. where like versatility comes in. But that's that's where I that's where I would land uh, and feel comfortable if I could only do one. Yeah, that's cool. There you go. Yeah, threw me through for a loop with a tube on a uh, again traditional guy. Threw me through a loop with a tube on a casting setup. Yeah, I'm, I'm yep. strictly spinning for my tubes. So yeah, me yeah, too. There you go. Yep. No. Well, again, I'm not telling you how I'm rigging it. <laughs> or into casting setup we'll just put it that way so i mean, I mean you could throw it spinning but it's just more effective casting so um but i've i've definitely uh caught a lot of fish that way and uh so yeah well there Heck you yeah. go awesome right on guys well Fantastic. guys i think we're gonna end it here man so good episode thanks for coming on again uh if you guys made it this far thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddle and fin be sure to drop a five star rating a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on be sure to check us out on waypoint tv waypointtv.com make sure you sign up for the fantasy kayak fishing league at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy you could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. 
Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.